Welcome to this God-inspired message from Shofar Christian Church. Enjoy today's message. May you experience the presence of our Father and may you grow deeper in your relationship with Him. Uh, great guys, good evening. Um, as Renier said, my name is Hanu. Uh, Werner will be with us in two weeks' time. Um, he's actually preaching at um, Somerset West, I think, next week. And um, so he's still down in the Cape and all of that. But um, amen to that. Brown and I, we've got a little thing going. We're going to say, we're going to check um, tonight with me preaching and then next week with him preaching. You know, how many people come to salvation? All right. And then we know who needs more work. Um, guys, if you're never around here, we've got a little thing that we do, and uh, this tradition was started by Werner. I'm going to keep up with it tonight. It's a very important question, all right? Be ready to share with the person next to you. If you can have one holiday for the rest of your life, all right, the rest of your life is only this type of holiday, would it be a holiday at the sea or holiday in the mountains and the bush felt? Okay, not at sea. So quickly, quickly speak to the person next to you. We're going to have a vote. All right. Let's see. Let's see where our church is at. I've, I've got a theory that the guys who are tanned are going to say the sea. And the guys who are tanned, but only on the blesser. You know, they're going to say Bushfeld. <laughs> so let's, let's quickly see. Who says C for the rest of my life? Wow. Overwhelming. And Bushfeld, rest of my life? Well, it's, it's, it's close. I'll say about 60-40. 60-40. So we are a C church. We love it at the C. If, uh, if maybe you have a, a little house at the C, um, just put up your name at the connect table. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with this, just asking. <laughs> Great guys, um, I'm sure there's going to be lots of stories to share tonight, um, looking forward to hearing that. Please do remember afterwards, um, if you're a visitor here, what we've done is we've put out a bunch of snacks at the back, but we've made sure that there's more than what you can eat. Um, so we're going to eat with you. Okay, so there's a bunch of snacks out there, um, go and share your stories about the holiday, um, have a bite to eat and don't run out once you're done. Guys, let's start... Um, I'm going to start by praying for myself and then uh, we'll kick it off. Let's close our eyes. God, we thank you, Lord. As the rain falls outside, Lord, we know it's you working. And you never stop working, Father, for our good and for your glory. And tonight, Lord, as I stand here, I pray, Lord, that it would be your message, your message alone that comes through the pulpit I thank you for these people in front of me, Lord. Bless them tonight, Lord. Thank you that we can receive from you. We seek your face, Jesus. And everyone says, Amen. Great. Sure, guys. Um, today, I'm not going to take a lot of your time. What I'm going to do is try and preach through this. But also, I'm going to share three points. Three very simple points. Um, wow. That comes back to the simple gospel simple truth that we can take 2019 on with all right and this is a this is a great time of year to do it right i think if you 
open up the internet, if you go and look on Facebook, you look on LinkedIn, you look on wherever it is you look, you're going to see a bunch of New Year's resolutions, you're going to see a bunch of uh, best practices, things to do. This is the way, this is the key. Here are the two or three or four keys, or whatever it might be. And tonight, the only thing that makes me think that I'm more correct than those people is the fact that it's not my three points I'm going to share, it's three points from God's Word. And the nice thing about it is, is it's truth, and so truth stands always. There's no time when truth is not applicable to us. So bear with me, um, I'm going to put some meat on the bones here, and in about 15 to 20 minutes time, I'm going to give you three points, and um, we're going to end off and go and have some snacks and shout at one another in here. So okay, let's, let's start at the beginning. There uh, we go. Let's speak about the truth that guides us and that will guide us in 2019. Luke 19 verse 10 says, For the Son of Man, that is Jesus, came to seek and save the lost. That's Jesus that says that. And in Romans 10 verse 9, we see the following, Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Now, before I dig into that, if you're new around here, we've, we've got an open session that we call Encounter One. Um, we'll be having Encounter One soon within the next month or two where we describe and discuss salvation and the way in which we view salvation. So if you're new around here and you'd like to know a bit more about the foundation that this church is built on and how we see God's Word, you're welcome to join us at Encounter 1. And after that, there's also an invitation to Encounter 2. But um, just a heads up for you if this is perhaps the place where you're starting the new year. So guys, let's quickly for tonight just look at this very simple summary here of these scriptures and of the truth that we see in the Word of God. It's important to know there are an immense amount of scriptures, um, literally hundreds, about salvation, about Jesus being our Lord, about us believing in Jesus and being saved, having faith in the life, in the way in that we live it, and the fact that um, Jesus is not just Savior, but Jesus is also our Lord. And so what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to put all of those scriptures on there. If you'd like to know what they are, you're welcome to just Google them or come and speak to me. But it's a simple summary um, that we can pull from this uh, if we go to the next slide. There it is. It says, Jesus is Savior and Lord. That is important. And I'm going to use those as two points tonight. Jesus is Savior. Jesus is Lord. And finally, we must believe we must live our lives as if we believe this. Let's quickly go back to that uh, previous slide. We see in um, Luke 19 verse 10 that the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. And it's one of the scriptures where there's an emphasis on being saved. And so if you're sitting here tonight, I am making the assumption that either you've come to realize this and you've said, Jesus, I need you to save me save my life, be my Lord. Um, and, and that's one part of it. But there's also the second part that says that we must confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. It's interesting, it doesn't say there's Savior. So I'm not just confessing that He saves me, I'm also confessing that He's Lord. And then I'm believing in my heart that He is raised from the dead and that is part of what saves me. 
I quickly want to stop on that point. Um, do you know that the, the devil also knows that Jesus is the Son of God? Yeah? Um, when we read about encounters that Jesus has with demons, they also say, we know you are the Son of God. Uh, we know that you are God's Almighty One. You are His Anointed One, etc. So simply saying, I know Jesus is the Son of God, and I know who Jesus is if he were to walk here, that's not good enough because the demons and the devils aren't saved, are they? they they're not going to heaven one day. And so it's interesting when you go and read up what the um, more learned, learned theologians say on this topic, there's something in that word believe there that says when the word refers to believe in your heart that Jesus was raised from the dead so that you may be saved. What it implies is that you live your life in such a way that it shows a belief inside of you. If I believe that I'm going to get wet if I run out into the rain, I'm going to take an umbrella with me. It shows people that I believe that water makes you wet. All right. If I say I believe water makes you wet and I don't want to be wet, but I walk out into the rain, you're going to say... <laughs> Anu, you either not believing or you don't understand that that's water falling. But, but something's not right there. Okay, and so I'm just touching on that point because there's something to say here that belief is not some internal conviction. And we say, I've, I've got it, I believe, lacquer, I know this guy called Jesus. No, it, it flows through into our life in the way in that we live. So, to the summary then again, the truth that guides us is that Jesus is Savior, He is Lord. And we must believe it. If we look at the word Savior there, it says it is one who saves or redeems the person. It can also be a thing in distress or that is without hope. And this is important for us to understand, guys, because if I call Jesus my Savior, it automatically puts me there. I, I cannot say Jesus is my Savior and say, but I don't need to be saved. This is an important point for us for 2019 because really... Um, there will be times when we need to be saved. And those times typically come daily. They might come even more frequently than that. But it's an important truth for us to remember. And bear with me, we're getting to the points. It's, it's not a bad thing. It's a very, very good thing. Because Jesus is in the business of seeking and saving the lost. right? And if we build from there, there's a lot of beautiful things that can happen. The second word there, Lord, is described or defined as a ruler. Um, an ultimate authority or a decision maker yes Lord Amen an ultimate authority or a decision maker or the one entrusted with power and again it's important to understand what this means if I say Jesus is Lord in my life it means I cannot be those things you, there, there can't be more than one ruler the, the ruler is the one who rules. The one who is the ultimate authority. Well, there's nothing above the ultimate authority or decision maker, is there? And if he's the one entrusted with power, then by definition, I don't have the power. I gave the power to him. And you're going to see now how these two play together when we say that we're living a life in belief. We are living as if we believe that Jesus is the Lord and Savior. Let's quickly speak about what that means for us in, in 2019. We're thinking of Jesus as Lord. We're thinking of Him as Savior. And the fact that we need Him and the fact that we want to build from those two truths. 
Let's quickly look at 2019, guys. Um, these are some of the highlights of things that's going to happen in 2019. These are just the things that we know about um, so far, and it's only the sixth today. Right. That will probably change by next week because there's just so much happening at all times in our lives. We're going to start an Afrikaans morning service, as Srinir mentioned. That's happening at the end of the month. Um, we're going to have new ministries for Shofar AM. That's going to be the morning service. Um, obviously, because it's a new service, right? So we're going to be doubling up on what we're doing right now. And you will have heard about this last year. We're going to have new small groups to accommodate the growth that we expect in that time. We're going to have leadership development because small groups need small group leaders. Ministries need ministry leaders. We're going to have encounters again this year as we do every year. Encounter 1 and 2, we'll probably have a few of them. We're going to have encounter 3. Um, we want our new family in this church to be welcomed. Um, and we want to see them grow as well. We ourselves want to grow. There's going to be missions. We're not stopping missions because we're starting a new church service. No, we're going to send the same missions we sent last year, maybe even more, if, if there's that type of faith in this community. And then there's the rest of life that's still going to happen. I just put things up there that I said, I know we as a congregation are going to be involved in. There's still work happening. There's still exercise happening, family happening. If you've got kids, that, that's a lot of happening. That's happening right there. Um, I see the signalese is going, yeah. That's not all, Anu. There's a lot more. And I just want to say this, guys. We've never had a year like this in this church's history. Um, it's a great stat that Renier mentioned. We're turning 10 this year. Um, I don't know if there's a party planned. Uh, we should probably do that. Sounds cool. It's good enough reason. Um, but we've never had a year in this church's history like we're going to have this year. And what that doesn't mean is that we should now go out and make even bigger plans, get even more complicated and even more grand and do crazy things that we've never done before because the year is going to be crazy like it's never been before. We must be very careful to tread along those lines. So what we're going to do is we're going to build on the truth of the gospel because the truth was true when we started 10 years ago and there was Carl and a few guys praying for a church in Secunda. And it was true when we started with the community and it was true when we moved into this building from a very old, very pink building. And it's true now when we start these morning services and all of the things on those lists. It's easy to get overwhelmed, frustrated, tired, even offended. Um, I, I just want to say, guys, if, if you perhaps New Year or you haven't served in a ministry team or anything yet, um, it's going to get nasty. Okay, It's just the way we are as people. We don't want to be nasty. We're broken people. That's how it goes. So inevitably, we're going to get offended. And what we need is not to be perfect people. What we need is to know that Jesus saves us even in that situation. So we're not in need of a bigger mountain shovel. We don't need a shovel that's going to help us move the mountain from here to there so that we can pass on through. We don't need greater plans. We just need the simple gospel. And I'm going to share three points with you tonight, guys. Bear with me. There's five minutes left. It's going to serve as a, a baseline from which we start. 
you can write this down. You can put this on your cupboard. You can put it on your mirror somewhere, maybe in your quiet time booklet. You can use it as a recalibration test, if you will. Sorry, that's the engineer in me speaking, okay? Just, just find your feet again. Maybe the year is really, really hectic, and you get to a point, and you think to yourself, how did I get here? We have those moments, typically in January already. And we can just look at these three points, and we can start with them, and we can say, what's going on in my life? So... Let's look at point number one. It's a point on living in faith. I've got the point there and I've got the scripture below it, but the point there reads as follows. Works without faith result in pride or frustration. Works in faith result in thanksgiving and humility. And what you'll see, what I did there is I automatically just went and I just paired works and faith with one another because we cannot have the faith in here and it doesn't flow out somehow, right? We've touched on that. If you find yourself in a place where there's frustration, either frustration with yourself, you feel like you're not getting where you've wanted to be thus far in the year, or, and this is perhaps more typical, frustration with the people around you, frustration with others, Go and look at this point and go and ask yourself, am I working in faith? Am I doing this in faith? And faith in who? Faith in my ability? Faith in the opinion and the trust and the skills and the competence of the people around me? Ek het vir Werner getrust, hy gaf ons a vier start, nou is die vier nie aan nie, nou wat nou Werner? You know, when, when I start experiencing frustration, time and time again because the people around me are wrong that should be an alarm bell they're probably not but and here's the recalibration when I do the works in faith there is thanksgiving and there is humility if you don't know how to move from a place of not working in faith to a place of working in faith um, this tip also or this point actually works the other way around as well start with thanksgiving just, just start there just say I, I know I'm not there but I'm just going to start there. I'm going to start giving thanks for the people around me, for the situations around me. I'm not saying be fake. I'm not saying, Lord, I am so glad that I bumped my car. That, sure. Okay, that's, that's not being real. What I'm saying is, God, thank you that even in this time, you save me, you are here for me. Thank you for everything else that's going well. Now please help me to get a lower bill on the repairs. <laughs> Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, And without faith it is impossible to please Him, Him being God. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who seek Him. Without faith it is impossible to please God. Let's do this here in faith. Point number one. Point number two, guys. Who's really making the calls in your life? Who's really doing it? I'm, this is a rhetorical question. I'm not going to sit you down once a month and say, kijk my nie say for me. It's not how it's going to be. But we have to be honest with ourselves when it comes to making calls, when it comes to making career decisions, when it comes to making decisions on finances, on how we treat our spouse, on how we raise our children, on how we say yes or no to ministry at church or to some form of serving role. It's very important for us to ask who's really making the call. You see, when, when we come to salvation, we don't just come for the ticket to heaven, you know, to be saved. 
what comes with that is to say, Jesus, you're now going to be my Lord. So we admit that if we left to our own ways, it's not going to work. It's just not going to work. And I'll tell you what, if in this year, from a leadership point of view, we fail to acknowledge this thing, if from a congregation point of view, we fail to acknowledge this thing, and even in our personal lives, if we fail to acknowledge that we will end up in a very bad place if we are in control of our lives, then we will automatically take control and we will automatically end up there. It's, it's the default of life. The nice thing though is, and that must really be the focus of the sermon tonight, so please don't hear only the bad things, but when we say, Jesus, you are in control, there is amazing peace in that uncertainty, even if the life circumstances around us has not changed. So point number two then, when I am Lord of my own life, I become anxious for all I need to do and control. How many times do you say this in a year? Let that be an alarm bell. When God is Lord, when Jesus is Lord of my life, I have peace in uncertainty and confidence in trials. It's the same scripture that's applicable here. I just highlighted the later um, section of it. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who seek Him. That should be the belief in our heart for 2019. We're going to move forward building on this truth. That God is there, He exists, and that He rewards us for seeking Him. Finally then, guys, point number three. A very short and simple point. Jesus does not get tired of saving. Okay, He will save you time and time and time again. I can testify that He saved me time and time and time again. And so... Every time there's a difficult circumstance, a difficult situation, Jesus is there. He seeks us. He was in fact there before you came there. Because He knows that you're going to be there. The point then, my Savior is mighty to save. And my Savior saves me every day. It's important to remember this also for the people that we're trusting for. Um, Estelle and I have some people um, that, that we've been trusting for. We've been praying that the person would come to know Christ. And it's been, well, as long as I've known Estelle, it's been the case. And this person has not come to Christ yet. But we haven't stopped. Jesus saves. He's in the saving game. Remember that in this year, guys. Remember that when you think you've done wrong, when you think you've taken the wrong path, Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Who are we to judge? Who are we to judge? Come to Jesus. Let Jesus be the name that you call. So how do we live this out? This is my last slide, guys. Number one, we have to pray. Okay, it's impossible for us to live in faith, to remember that we need saving, and to call Jesus to the Lord of our lives if we do not pray. Number two, we have to read our Bibles. We have to get into the Word. Any page will do. <laughs> Just open that thing up. Before you know it, it becomes alive. But if you're having difficulty with this, speak up. Speak up in your small group. Say, guys, I'm having difficulty reading my Bible. Who's willing to do a four-week or a six-week Bible course with me? Let's, let's read through John. Let's do that. Let's make that happen. And finally, get real in godly community. There's not a single person in the Word of God that lives in the will of God by himself. 
does not happen. You might be alone at times, yes, but you are never alone in your calling. You are never alone in the will of God. There is always community around you. It's your decision to slot in or to stand back. Slot in in 2019. Make it happen. I want to say this, guys. 2019 is a year with a lot of uncertainty for some of us. It's a year with a lot of excitement for some of us. But this year is no different from any other year when it comes to God's capability and when it comes to God's grace and His mercy for us. When you walk out here tonight, I, I want you to have Jesus in your heart. As, as we sang it tonight, it was amazing. Brown basically preached my sermon by saying, you know, this is the simple gospel. Lay down your life, take up your cross and follow Jesus. It's exactly what this is. Lay down your life. He's the Lord. You're not the Lord. Take up the cross. You're going to have to live in faith. Follow Jesus. It's, it's what it is. Um, I didn't actually know the songs by the time I got to the sermon, but the songs that Cole chose tonight, I mean, let it be Jesus, the first name that I call. If you remember nothing, if you wrote down nothing, walk out tonight with that in your heart. Guys, um, let's stand and let's, let's take some time to, to just pray into this. Let's close our eyes. Jesus, as we stand here tonight, we say that you are Lord. But Jesus, it's not just in the standing or in the sitting that we say that you are Lord. When we walk, when we act, when we live our lives, it will be in such a way that it shows that we really truly believe that you are God. Jesus, thank you for 2019. Thank you for the people here tonight, Lord. Thank you for this message. Father, I pray that as we go out, we would be blessed by the name of Jesus, not for our sake, Lord, but so that we may say the world is behind us. We are looking forward and upward to Jesus Christ. And that is now our focus for this year.